The community of Viburnum, Missouri, used to be a thriving area thanks to lead mining. When mining stopped, the population dropped, and so did the quality of living in the town southwest of St. Louis. As homes age, repairs are necessary, like new roofs. First Baptist Church Viburnum is leading efforts to help those who can't help themselves. I'm George Rath with Kalov. Pastor Justin Perry says the community is small. You drive by the sign, it says uh, just shy of 700, you know, 698 people uh, in the city of Viburnum. He says there's always been a group of people who've been active helping others. You know, our church was uh, a group that was, you know, always active and on mission. And uh, before I came here uh, six years ago, the group consistently went and each summer would do a World Changers uh, event. And so they would go and be a part of World Changers anywhere around the country. And They've traveled all over to, to basically put roofs on and do construction projects and be a part of a mission team. And that was great, and they loved it. But in the process, what they did was they built this huge workforce of young people and adults who have the skill and the ability to be able to roof and do construction, but also were conditioned to take a week out of their vacation and out of their year to spend doing that kind of work. Due to some of the changes in world changers and just maybe, you know, God's timing, I had uh, one of the uh, individuals that had gone on all these trips kind of came to me and said, you know, Justin, we like world changers and we've done world changers for years, but we don't see any reason why we can't and shouldn't do this in our hometown. So we, we began the process of, of kind of putting together what we thought it would take to be able to do one roof in the town of Viburnum for someone in need, completely free of charge. And uh, we basically thought, oh, if we could get one, we probably ought to be able to do two. And so we, we, we set out to try and do two the first year. So that's how the Love Your Neighbor ministry was founded. Although the church had some people to help, not so much the money. Our church, which is, I think is a, a great church, and we, we do very well to run in the, the mid to upper 80s, uh, every Sunday morning, which is great. And you think about, well, we got almost a sixth of the population that attend our church. That's great. But we also knew that we just didn't have it in our budget to be able to spend $10,000 on doing a local missions project. And so we knew we were going to have to fundraise. And then we realized we also need more people. And so we, we set out to try and share the vision with uh, the other churches in our community. And in so doing, uh, it worked. That first year, we not only met our goal, but we surpassed it and and raised about $16,000 that year uh, and were able to do three roofs instead of two. From that very first year, it was a group effort, and that effort is still growing. And we were able to do it in a fashion that included almost all of our area churches. It's not like we're the only uh, show in town. Uh, You know, we've got five, six, seven churches within 10-mile radius of the city, and so we needed help from everybody. But again, we're not unlike any other community that has experienced a lot of discord or just separation between denominations uh, or even, you know, other like-minded faiths. And so that was going to be a challenge to begin to heal those broken relationships and see how we could cooperate for the betterment of our community, but also for the glory of of God's kingdom. And that was tough. And it is still tough. You know, we're not there. Uh, You know, we're four years in, but slowly and, and surely we're seeing more and more folks and more and more of these churches' leadership 
begin to catch the vision and come alongside uh, and and work together uh, to the point where last year on the crew that I worked with, I had four churches represented. I, I was just overwhelmed. Roofs have been one of the main projects because so many houses need them. But Pastor Justin says... It doesn't have to be a roof, but imagine the imagery and the analogy that is being given to someone when we go to put a roof on their house. You think of the average cost of what you would pay a contractor. If you were to contract a person to do that work, uh, anywhere from eight to $20,000 to put on a brand new roof with architectural sh- shingles that will last you for 15 to 20 years. And so, you know, you're talking about a cost that for most of the people in our community is outside the realm of possibility. Even if these people were, were strict and they saved and they sacrificed, it would take them a decade or more to be able to save the amount of money to do the work themselves uh, or to pay someone to do it. And then here we come in and we say, we see that you have this need. You've, you've applied. Uh, we've reviewed your, your application, and we would love to be able to bless you and your home by doing something for you that you could never do for yourself and to give peace of mind and confidence that whenever the storm comes, that you're not going to have to put pots and pans and buckets in different places of your house to try and keep it from basically crumbling underneath you. And how that is a perfect image of the gospel message that we're living out, that Jesus came He did for us something that we could never do for ourselves, paid a price that we could never pay ourselves so that we might have the confidence and the trust and and the ability to live a life that we could have never lived without him. So how do they know what the needs are? We have an application process that people fill out and on it there's lots of other things, you know, that we, we do for them. And so, you know, painting is one of them. You know, we also do some some siding and deck repair, deck replacement. Uh, we also do some foundational sealing and things like that. Getting supplies to take on these projects can be costly, but they do have partners. We have some folks in our area that have been very gracious and allowed us to either use or they come and donate their time and heavy equipment to be able to help some of these people whose maybe their foundation is, is leaking or something. We, we can go in, we can seal it up and, and help them in that way. And so we, we do a lot of different things. Roofs just happen to be kind of our niche uh, on this market. And again, you know, it makes a big splash. And that's why we do it, uh, is because we've got the skill and the resources to be able to do it. Being able to fund these projects takes effort, but in a fun way. We basically do two fundraisers a year, and really one of them is just one big fundraiser and one small fundraiser. And that big fundraiser is a a Valentine's dinner. We sell tickets for the event. Uh, We cater it. We we blow it out. We always have entertainment. Uh, The country club has a big banquet hall, and we sell it out usually a month in advance every single year. And then people will turn around and they'll they'll leave a $100 bill on the table. Or I've had people leave checks for $500 on, on the table as tips. And so, you know, we raise at that one event, you know, anywhere from four to $6,000. That sets us up almost immediately for the whole event. And then we do uh, another multi-denominational gospel singing. And we bring talent from all around the area, from all the different churches. And we put on a night of singing and entertainment. And uh, we take up a love offering and, you know, always get anywhere from 1500 to $2,000. And so, you know, in two events that, that really don't cost us much to do, 
we're able to raise pretty much all the money that we need. So if somebody wanted to start something like this in their church or community, where do you begin? Every community has underprivileged families. Every community has an aging population. Every community has widows. And every community, you know, has uh, those that are living below the poverty line. And so those are good places to start. What's needed by a church to move forward? One, you've got to have a pastor who has the leadership equity in the community to be able to cast this vision. And by that, I mean, you need somebody in your community who is recognized as a faith leader and who is trusted and who people look up to and who are willing to take a gamble on. Because for many people and for many communities, this is something that's never been done before like this. And many communities and many churches have the idea that we're too small to be able to do this. We don't have enough money to be able to do this. And we don't have the right skills to be able to do it. And so they're, they're going into this thought thinking that it's not possible. And you need somebody who can tell them and the community, yes, we can. And that takes the right person. The other thing that you need is you need one person in your church or in your community who's willing to, to jump on board, who has some construction background. Whether they're a foreman, they're just a jack-of-all-trades, you need somebody who can stand on the front lawn of a person's house and say, this is a 20-square roof or this is a 16-square roof, and then be able to tell you these are the materials that you need to be able to do that, and this is what it would likely cost. Pastor Justin even offers anything he can do to help someone get projects like Love Thy Neighbor started in their community. From start to finish, you know, I, I, I'm more than willing to help anybody who wants to try and get this off the ground in their community to help them to do that. We don't charge anything. It's all free. You know, I've got packets and applications and, you know, procedures and things that we go through to make it all run and work. Uh, and if they want any of that, uh, I'm more than willing to, to send it to them in an email or to, to talk to them. And, and if, you know, of course, they're close enough, I, I'll obviously travel to, to see them. But, uh, you know, I, I want to help people do what they think they can't do in their own community. And if I can do that in any way, I want to be a resource for people. You can link up to the Love Thy Neighbor Facebook page by going to our news page at klove.com. I'm George Rath with Klove. Thanks for listening.